Attention timeshare owners. This is an urgent consumer alert from the Timeshare Exit Hotline, a national company specializing in helping consumers legally get out of their expensive timeshare contracts. We're offering you a way to legally get rid of your timeshare. So if you're fed up with the maintenance fees that keep on coming and want to learn if you can terminate your timeshare legally and permanently, call today. Even if you've tried before and were unsuccessful in getting rid of your timeshare, call today and see if we can help. We offer a complete 100% unconditional client satisfaction guarantee. Make this completely free call and learn how we can help you legally put an end to your timeshare nightmare once and for all. You have nothing to lose, so call right now to qualify and receive a free consultation. 800-880-7167. 800-880-7167. That's 800-880-7167. Paid for by Airtime Media. Live from San Francisco on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network, you are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with your hosts, Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi. Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's get it on! How's it going, everybody? Brian Alvarez here on Wrestling Observer Live. We are here every day, Monday through Friday, noon Pacific, 3 Eastern, Sunday, 3 Pacific, 6 Eastern. It is Tuesday on the show. You know, I say every day, we got a lot to talk about today. And why wouldn't we? Last night, Monday Night Raw, the follow-up to the Hell in a Cell pay-per-view, which actually was a follow-up to the draft. We have a draft. Everyone switches shows, allegedly permanently, and then we get a bunch of brand versus brand matches on TV. We have feuds kicking off at Hell in a Cell that involve a guy on Raw and a guy on SmackDown. The Raw guy, by the way, got drafted to Raw, and then last night was quietly put back on the SmackDown roster page. I'm talking about Tucker. So I believe they just moved him back to SmackDown because they figured out, wait a second, how are we going to have Otis and Tucker feud if they're on different brands? So I think that Tucker has been moved back to SmackDown. But one way or the other, they go to all this trouble in the middle of October. And then as soon as Hell in a Cell is over, it's to build to Survivor Series, which is all brand versus brand matches. And somebody on our board had a great idea. And it's not like one of those ideas where you need to be a Mensa candidate to come up with this one. They said, why doesn't the draft take place in December? December's always a time of year where nothing's going on. Everything kind of slows down. Wouldn't that be a great time at the end of the year to do the big draft and shuffle up the rosters? And then the board is set as we move into Royal Rumble season and WrestleMania season. Instead, they randomly do a draft in October. And then after switching everybody to the other brands, they immediately go to brand warfare for a full month. It doesn't even make any sense. You could do brand warfare, and then the next day you do the draft. Something. But anyway, we'll talk about Raw, but we got a lot of other stuff as well. SmackDown ratings on FS1, AWNXT tomorrow, and much, much more. Back in a moment to kick it off, Wrestling Observer Live. The spread.
spread of COVID-19 is still unchecked across the nation, and you need to keep your family safe. Make a new habit and check your temperatures twice a day, once before dinner and before leaving home in the morning. You can't afford to take chances, so use the Exergen Temporal Scanner. Its accuracy is backed by more than 80 clinical studies, and it takes an accurate reading in seconds. It's the only home thermometer used and recommended by hospitals, doctors, and nurses. Quick and easy to use, you can count on Exergen to keep your family safe 24 hours a day. This is a potter's field. When people can't pay for their funerals, they are buried here. It is a lonely, desolate place, littered with unmarked headstones. No one visits. No one leaves flowers. But it doesn't have to be that way. For as low as $1 a day, you can ensure your family will have the money to pay your funeral expenses. We offer burial insurance plans that pay up to $30,000. Considering the average funeral costs more than $10,000, that's peace of mind for your family. There are no medical exams, your rates won't increase, and your policy cannot be canceled as long as you make your premium payments. Call now to get approved in minutes and ensure your final resting place is more than just a pauper's grave in a potter's field. 800-516-2499 Again, that's 800-516-2499 Paid for by Final Expense Direct Cleanings, checkups, and cavities Have Dr. Chang's dental practice at capacity Patient in room 1 is getting a root canal The x-rays in room 2 are going to have to wait We're down to one hygienist It's time to hire I need Indeed Indeed you do The moment you sponsor a job on Indeed, you get a short list of quality candidates from our resume database. Indeed delivers two and a half times more hires than the other branded job sites combined, according to Breezy HR 2019. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get a $75 credit for your first job post. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, over-designed, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 5560 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 5560. Enjoy! You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also WrestlingObserver.com. Yes, we will talk about Raw later. Gets my better judgment. But we've got to go back in time and talk about some stuff we didn't talk about yesterday. So moments after the show went off the air yesterday, we got the ratings for SmackDown on FS1. Everybody eagerly awaiting these numbers. And last year... They did 888,000 viewers when they moved from Fox to FS1 because of the World Series. And lo and behold, they moved back to Fox the next week and everything was back to normal. 
So the question was, well, how are they going to do this year? And the answer is they did virtually exactly the same. They did 881,000 viewers on FS1. 15th on cable in the 18 to 49 demo, 0.25 rating. So yes, in fact, in fact, AEW beat SmackDown this week in 18 to 49. They did a 0 0.30 and SmackDown did a 0 0.25. So obviously I knew this would be controversial when I posted these numbers on muting Mike. He's doing something over there. I knew these numbers would be controversial when I when I posted them on my Twitter. And, of course, they were, and everybody was freaking out. And, oh, it's not a fair comparison, blah, 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 blah. Uh, there, you know, uh, uh, TNT's in more homes, FS1. Listen, we're talking about the rating here, all right? The rating is a percentage of the homes that have the channel. So it doesn't matter if you're if you're comparing the rating, it doesn't matter how many homes either station is in. It's a percentage of the homes that have the station. So in fact, it is a fair comparison. Now, on top of that, SmackDown on FS1 went up against the World Series and AEW also went up against the World Series. And quite frankly, AEW also went head-to-head -head with another professional wrestling show, which SmackDown did not. So, in fact, it is an unfair comparison for AEW, not SmackDown. So, AEW beat SmackDown this week. Some people are very angry about this, but it's just the fact of the matter. But I do want to say this because, because Dave has been talking about this for a while. The fact that what would happen, he says, if AEW went to Fox on Friday nights. And what he has done is he has looked at shows that have aired this year on network. And then later in the week, they went to cable. And it's been the case with a few different sporting events. And now it has been the case with SmackDown. A show can do X number of million viewers on network. And then they go to cable and they do a fraction of that. SmackDown does 2 million viewers on Fox, and they go to FS1, and they do 880,000. So he has pointed out that if AEW went to Fox, they'd probably be doing very similar to what SmackDown is doing. Maybe slightly fewer viewers, but probably a higher demo. And there is a strong chance that he is correct. However, however, although we have many examples of a show going from network to cable and having its number slashed and then having its number grow when it goes from cable to network because that absolutely positively does happen. The only flaw in this theory is that there is another show that went from cable to network and it did not see its audience explode in viewership. You know what that show was? That show was SmackDown. SmackDown was on the USA Network, and it was doing around 2 million viewers or whatever, 2.2, 2.3. actually might have been doing uh, 2.3 or whatever. But they moved to Fox, and they did not double. They did not triple. They did about 30% higher. And over the course of a year, they fell to where they're doing basically less now on Fox than they were doing on the USA Network. So 
my point of all of this is it is possible it is possible that if aw moved to fox they would be doing smackdown numbers but in no way is that a guarantee because that did not happen with smackdown and we also aside from aw we have another wwe property that is on not only cable but the exact same network that raw is on and it is not doing two million viewers it's doing 680,000 viewers or 700,000 viewers and it's NXT so while it's a fun mental game to try to figure out what would happen this and that dude there's no guarantee the only way we're really going to know what AEW would do on Fox is if AEW ever goes to Fox and it's not happening anytime soon so maybe we'll never know Mike your thoughts a little bit of a fun fantasy booking there with TV to think about uh, you know it gets worse for WWE when you think about how good uh, AEW's numbers are uh, 18 to 49, certainly in comparison to NXT. I mean, I think that was one of the more amazing things that you guys talked about was the fact that head to head, 18 to 49, NXT with 178,000 viewers. Just amazing. You know, absolutely amazing. It's it's crazy how buoyed they are still by their, their 50 pluses and how that's probably not going to change for a long time. And I think that's where you have a better selling point, say, magically, if the spot became open and the two brands had to vie for it. You know, okay, what do you have? What do you have going for you? What do you have going for you? And that's the one thing NXT can point to is, number one, they have an energized fan base. They have a fan base willing to spend, and WWE has that too. But the big thing that they have is the fact that they have people under the age of, you know, 25 years old, under the age of 34 years old, under the age of 49 years old, you know, those categories that, that stack up that advertisers like so much, they have those in their pocket a lot better off than what SmackDown does, it feels like right now. So certainly better than what NXT's got. So that's that's the biggest thing there is, you know, with all this banter, you can play around and, and imagine what if one moved here and what if one moved here doesn't matter really what, what matters is what they do week after week after week and you know we see obvious results from both all right we also got uh two shows tomorrow we've got nxt and aw and nxt has got their halloween havoc show yesterday i talked about how the show it's probably gonna go two hours 15 minutes plans change now it's looking like a normal five minute overrun but i guess we'll see what happens when they go live we got spin the wheel make the deal io shirai versus candace spin the wheel make the deal Damian Priest versus Johnny Gargano. The Garganos attempting to become double champions on the show tomorrow. Rhea Ripley faces Raquel Gonzalez. Dexter Loomis versus Cameron Grimes. And an appearance by Pat McAfee. Shotzi Blackheart is the host. And for Dynamite, we got Kenny Omega versus Penta, who is replacing an injured Phoenix. We got Hangman Page versus Wardlow. Cody versus Orange Cassidy in a Lumberjack match. Eddie Kingston versus Matt Seidel, and an inner circle town hall, Chris Jericho and MJF, which I think is mostly about trying to convince the rest of the inner circle to accept MJF into the fold. So that's the plan for tomorrow. Maybe we could do a poll here on Twitch. Which show are you looking more forward to tomorrow, Halloween Havoc or AEW? I mean, I'm actually equally looking forward to both. Because really? looking at the lineup for Dynamite, it looks like a very good lineup. But Halloween Havoc's got spin the wheel, make the deal. I mean, God only knows what that wheel's going to land on. God oh, only boy. knows how Johnny Gargano will react to anything. Johnny Gargano and Damian Priest, it can't be bad. I mean, I don't even think any, any stipulation could screw that up. 
And EO and Candice are going to be very difficult for them to have a bad match, no matter what the stip is. I guess maybe buried alive with them might suck. But, well, Dexter Loomis, Cameron Grimes I could do without. But anyway, I'm excited for both shows tomorrow. Am I the only one? Uh, yeah, probably. Oh, no, come there's on. Plenty of, there's plenty of older, over 50 guys like you who are, who are getting ready for the NXT show. But, um... I just it blows my mind that you have this. You've been hyping it up for weeks, and this is all you've announced so far. I can understand wanting some surprises and tricks and things like that, but if this is going to be that big of a deal, have more than just Shotzi out there. Have more than just making a joke about the wheels with Johnny Gargano. Build some of this stuff. Dude, up they got they... four matches announced. That's seventy-five percent more, and sometimes a hundred percent more than they've ever announced at this point in the week. This is where we are with the bars for these things. Yes. Pretty, pretty darn low. But, you know, I'm looking forward to Pat McAfee. And because of, again, the people involved in the matches, I'm hoping they're pretty good. The, the finishes and such, maybe not. Back in a moment, Observer Live. With the prime strength, ain't nobody man enough to feel the pain. And you can be next. You better give respect. If you or a loved one is suffering from a physical or emotional condition that has left you unable to work, then listen carefully. Take this number down, 800-593-7491. That's 800-593-7491. When you call, you'll speak with a Social Security disability expert and get a free evaluation to see if you may qualify for disability insurance benefits from the U.S. government. That's right, a monthly cash payment paid directly to you from the Social Security Administration. Whether you're applying for the first time or you've already been denied disability benefits, call now. The disability attorneys at Pinnacle Disability can help you build your case, file an appeal, and represent you at no upfront cost to you. Don't wait another minute to see if you may qualify for your Social Security disability benefits. Call Pinnacle Disability Group at 800-593-7491 for your free case evaluation. That's 800-593-7491. 800-593-7491. Call now. I don't even recognize myself anymore. I'm really worried about him. His addiction. I haven't seen him like this. Ever. Hey, look, I, I never wanted to start using. I, I knew the drill, but I was out of options. I, I just want to tell him it's not your fault. There are people out there who can help. People who have felt your pain. They know what you're going through. This has to stop. I I'm losing everything. Everyone. You've been strong your whole life. You can do this, but you have to reach out for help. It's time. I can do this. Addiction is a disease, and diseases need treatment. Call Quit Drugs 321 now at 800-338-6906. 800-338-6906. That's 800-338-6906. Paid for by the Detox and Treatment Helpline. I'm going to tell you how you can get real health care for as little as $6 a day. Yes, now you can get affordable health care for you and your family immediately and save as much as 50% off your current monthly health care payments. Our plans are perfect for people that are self-employed, can't afford health benefits where they work, or just want to pay less for their current health care. And coverage is guaranteed regardless of your medical condition. We even offer some of the new Christian faith-based health 
health benefits. Save up to 50% on your family's health care. Make a free quick call now. There are no contracts, and we give you a 10-day money-back trial period. Call Provision Enrollment right now for your risk-free, guaranteed health insurance quote starting at $6 a day. 800-472-5145. 800-472-5145. That's 800-472-5145. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back at the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also WrestlingObserver.com. Raw last night, I thought this show sucked. I don't know about the rest of you. I mean, there was some did. There was some good wrestling on the show, like the Matt Riddle Sheamus match was good. And what else was good? Keith Lee actually got to beat somebody. That was good. Hurt Business Retribution. They put in some time. Drew squashed Miz practically. I mean, how can you complain about that? But the issue is just the booking is absolutely atrocious. I mean, absolutely atrocious. I mean, I talked yesterday about how 10 years ago, Randy Orton was the champion and Miz had the money in the bank. And now it's 2020 and Randy Orton is a champion. And I love Randy Orton, but it's 2020, and Randy Orton is a champion, and Miz has the money in the bank. And we're probably building towards Randy Orton and Edge, which, I mean, that feud is from over well over a decade ago. So all I ask is, can we, can we elevate somebody? And after a long discussion with Dave on Observer Radio last night, it did suddenly strike me that they have actually elevated somebody. His name is Drew McIntyre. Now, of course, Drew McIntyre is like 36 years old, and he also has been there for well over a decade. But at least somebody was moved into the main event mix that had not been there before. But that's it. And as I look at the show here, and I look at all of the different opportunities where they could have elevated somebody new, it's just the same old thing. Sheamus beats Matt Riddle. Lana is going into the the Survivor Series 5 versus 5 women's match. Why why is Mia Yim not in there? I mean Mia Yim is she's new on the roster, she's better than Lana, she would be a better worker, she's a new face on the show, but no, we got to we got to throw Lana in there, who they apparently are trying to make into a baby face. I have no idea how. And I don't know. I just thought this show was just a booking nightmare. It's the same old stuff. I guess if you're a new fan and you haven't seen all this stuff 85 times, it's new to you. So congratulations. I mean, they're all new faces to you. But for anybody that's been watching for any length of time, it's the same old thing over and over again. That's all I got to say for the moment. I mean, it's nice that you give them credit for Drew, and they do deserve credit for protecting Drew. But, you know, if there's not an issue with Matt Riddle... What's the deal? Because you need more than just one person at the top. You need levels to these people. And you bring over Matt Riddle. He already looks like a geek last week in the way that he lost to AJ Styles, being intimidated by the bodyguard. Former UFC fighter, intimidated by the bodyguard. Sees a fist, then just takes a flat back bump to to get away from it. Insane. So, okay, you can do some redemption this week. Have him go out there and 
fine if you don't want him to beat Sheamus, but then have it go to some sort of schmoz finish. Have it be a double DQ. Have both guys disqualified for kicking too much ass. Do something to solidify Matt Riddle in a position where, hey, you know, maybe he's not in Vince's eyes a world champion, but we can get something out of this guy. He can be a secondary guy. We can build him to do something, maybe. No. Goes and loses clean. Great. Good match. I mean, can't say it wasn't a good match. He's the perfect guy to have Sheamus in there with. Two guys just slamming into each other, but Sheamus goes over. And there were people that were, like, theorizing about, oh, well, is this because of something with outside of the ring? Is this no? If that's the case, then Matt Riddle either shouldn't be on TV or wouldn't be on TV. That's the whole point. Let me that's stop it. you for a moment, okay? Go ahead. Matt Riddle is far from the only person that's been accused of anything in WWE, okay? And look at what they did to various other people besides Matt Riddle. I mean, we had people fired. We had people that vanished for weeks and months. Matt Riddle, I don't know. I have no idea if Matt Riddle is guilty of what he has been accused of. I don't know. But let me tell you what I know 100%. WWE believes him because if they didn't, he wouldn't be on television. So the idea that the reason that Sheamus beat Matt Riddle is because of what's going on with Matt Riddle outside of WWE. No, if that were an issue, he wouldn't even be on television. They are behind him in his outside of the WWE experiences, whatever you want to call it. That's why he's on television. The booking is something totally, totally separate from that. That's exactly right. And that's the biggest thing is, in Vince's mind, he's given this guy a hurdle. He's given this guy a, a proving ground to get over on whatever it is in their mind that they think they're doing with Matt Riddle. What are you doing? Again, I can see perfectly. I'm old. I can see why you would say, you know what? Drew McIntyre and... and Matt Riddle, I see Drew McIntyre as my champion. Uh, would you put Steve Austin, The Rock, Hulk Hogan, whatever? Yeah, I could see where you wouldn't. But you have such a dearth of stars, you need to build them up on all sorts of different levels, you know, and you don't. And there was a great example of it last night. There were lots of, of problems. You, you you go with Retribution and Survivor in and uh, the Hurt Business for this long, you have Survivor Series coming up. It's a perfect place to do whatever it is that you want to do to get rid of this feud. And they do it last night. And on top of that, you have Bobby Lashley, who's going to be involved in a match against Sami Zayn because, of course, we're going to have a bunch of interpromotional matches because this is the only time of year where it happens. I mean, just completely ridiculous. And the show was interminably long the when the first hour was just getting over with and we were in the firefly funhouse you know it was really going to be downhill and i don't know i know that bray wyatt and i know that the whole wyatt family thing and the firefly funhouse has got its supporters and i can't say that i've hated some of the things that bray wyatt has been involved in but like you know it's been all downhill frankly and i know how much you hated wrestlemania and the cena match in my opinion that's the high watermark of Bray Wyatt coming back. That's still the best thing that he has been involved in and that he's been in. And now we're going to have to see him inserted into Randy Orton and Drew McIntyre, probably a one-on-one -on -one with Randy Orton at some point. And that just brings back a lot of memories to a couple of years ago where they had a line of really craptastic matches. Let me tell you something. 
In my opinion, the best thing that Bray Wyatt's done this year is his match with Kevin Owens, where there was no Good supernatural stupidity. Too they bad. went in there, and they beat the hell out of each other, and they threw each other all over the ring, and it was great. And if Bray Wyatt worked like that, I wouldn't have a problem with him. But it's got to be all of the hocus-pocus and the magic. By the way, Jimmy Valiant, he needs, look, at this point. Jimmy Valiant wasn't fighting for the world titles on a regular basis in a perennial main eventer. But that's the problem, is when you look at it initially, when Jimmy Valiant, I know I'm old, started feuding with Ivan Koloff as the House of Humperdinck, and then that went to Paul Jones. And there was Superstar Graham. There was the Assassin. There were these big guys, historical guys, that Jimmy Valiant was bumping up against in his battles. And then it became... Shaska Watley, the Zambui Express, you know, this person, that person, a bunch, and then the bald-headed geeks, and that, it was nonsense. And that's frankly what Bray Wyatt is. He's a character, he's a wacky character, and I don't want him anywhere near my title picture at this point. He doesn't have good matches with people, he's better with smoke and mirrors, and if anybody could benefit from cinematic presentations, it's him. Keep him out of the main mix and things, and make him just the entertainment portion of your proceedings, because... I I just there are more people I think like me. I don't hate the guy, any of that stuff, but on a regular basis, what he does doesn't work. And I cringe when I start seeing him in a world title picture that they've done a pretty good job taking care of. So there's a big discussion on our Twitch channel right now, twitch.tv slash F4W video, about the idea of if Disney bought WWE, how long before they ran it into the ground? And my argument is there is no way that Disney is doing a worse job than Vince. And, of course, the argument here from some people on Twitch is, have you seen the Star Wars prequels? Let me tell you something. Come on. Okay? The worst Star Wars prequel, which I believe would be Episode 1. Said Jar Jar? With Jar Jar Binks, okay? The worst prequel has better storytelling by miles than any Raw I have watched over the last God only knows how long, okay? An incompetent at this point would do a better job booking Raw than Vince McMahon. He needs to go. He's got to go. Do you guys realize? I know I'm going to hear this bias thing again, but who cares? Tony Khan has been doing this for a year. He was never even in wrestling before he started AEW. He has no... Zero experience in wrestling whatsoever. And in terms of storytelling, whatever you think about the matches or this or that, in terms of telling stories, and this, by the way, includes, I can't tell if the Young Bucks are babyfaces or heels, and Dave can't figure out if Kenny Omega's a babyface or heel. But in general, in terms of storytelling, he's killing Vince. A guy with zero experience in the wrestling business. He was a fan. So you're going to tell me that if Disney bought WWE, they couldn't find one competent person to write storylines for WWE? B.S. I promise you they would do a better job than Vince. Because they'd have somebody that actually wrote out, like, a storyline arc. And maybe you won't like all of the stories, But at least if you have a storyline arc, at least you're actually going to have stories. We don't even have that right now. They they drafted Tucker to Raw, and then they shot an angle where Tucker turned on Otis, and then they were like, dude, they're on opposite brands. Ah, well, we got to put Tucker back on the other show now. They can't do anything. Back in a moment, Observer Live.
owe the IRS back taxes, don't worry. There's a bright side. The experts at brightsidetaxrelief.com will protect you from having your wages garnished, money deducted from your bank account, and your home or business seized. Brightsidetaxrelief.com will fight the IRS and negotiate to reduce or eliminate the amount you owe. Visit brightsidetaxrelief.com or call 800-730-4313. That's 800-730-4313. The consultation is free. Go to brightsidetaxrelief.com now. Attention to anyone that's written a book or wants to write a book. The process is not that complicated. Take a first step. Even if you write a page a day, you'll build momentum and your book will become a reality. The hard part is getting it published. That's when you need to call Page Publishing. They've got hundreds and hundreds of thank yous from different new authors just like you. They make the process of publishing your new book and getting it sold online a simple process. You can learn how simple it is right now by calling for your free page publishing new author submission kit one quick three-minute phone call that's all it takes to get free information and learn how you can get your book published pick up your phone right now and call us 24 hours a day at this number 800-603-0885 800-603-0885 that's 800-603-0885 Hey, travelers, do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call, because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. When they have unsold seats, they use SmartFares to fill them. So you get airline tickets at ridiculously low prices. Our prices are too low to publish online. With the extra money you'll save, you can book another trip or treat yourself to dinner or shopping. So stop searching all of those travel sites to find the lowest price on your next flight. Let one of our SmartFares expert travel agents find ridiculously low prices for you. Call SmartFares today and get the best price on your next flight. Guaranteed. Also, save up to 50% off business and first-class tickets. 855-325-1780. 855-325-1780. That's 855-325-1780. With so many new pet owners, Kezia's Grooming can't keep up. Kezia's Grooming? Sorry, we'll book solid through the weekend. I can give you a call back, though, if something opens up. It's time to hire. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. The moment you sponsor a job on Indeed, you get a short list of quality candidates from our resume database. Indeed delivers two and a half times more hires than the other branded job sites combined, according to Breezy HR 2019. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get a $75 credit for your first job post. Terms and conditions apply. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also WrestlingObserver.com. We all just got to stick around until Vince gets on that rocket ship with Elon Musk. Blasts off! And we might have some change around here. Because it ain't changing as long as he's there. I look at this list of everybody working for WWE, and if Vince were gone, if he had no input whatsoever... I'm trying to find one person here who I think might do a worse job. I can't find anybody. I know for sure I can see one name after another that I promise you with all my heart's going to do a better job. And the thing is also, and I will defend Vince, I will I will give him one defense here. 
all right? And that is that he is better than Vince Russo. And I know that some people are going to argue that, but let me tell you something, okay? Vince's issue is that he has absolutely no patience whatsoever, and he forgets what he does, and he has no long-term storytelling. These are all horrible things, okay? But when they did that DQ in Hell in a Cell, we're still talking about it because, quite frankly, it's not something that you see every day. But when I watched those WCW shows with Vince Russo, there was a DQ in a Hell in a Cell type scenario every single show. We had people counted out of Falls Count Anywhere matches. I mean, it was so frequent that it was like every week there was a new thing that I totally couldn't believe. It's not that bad with WWE. So Vince, at this point, is still more competent than Vince Russo. But that's like the only person that I can think of right now. Look at who's booking New Japan Pro Wrestling. Ghetto. Like, God bless. This is no disrespect to Ghetto. But it's not like before Ghetto became the booker, he was like Okada or Hiroshi Tanahashi. I mean, he was a good solid worker that worked in different places. And they decided, like, nobody else apparently wanted the job. And they were like, eh, Ghetto will take it. Look at this guy. Unbelievable. Because it's not that hard, everybody. I know that's going to make people mad. Well, why aren't you a booker, Brian? Why would I be a booker? I'm doing this. If, if you're mad, why aren't you doing a radio show? But the point is, I have seen instance after instance after instance of people very, very successful booking, doing very, very simple stuff. Because basic storytelling isn't hard. It's hard when you make it hard. And Vince makes it impossibly hard by being Vince. There's nobody else on that roster they could have beaten in that four-way last night than Nikki Cross, who you just give new music the to. The only one that even resembled a wrestler in that match. Yeah, yeah. And you knew they were protecting Peyton Royce. That that seems to be a thing for them. And that's how they did it, by putting Lana over in that completely ridiculous match. You know, Hector uh, Hector Garza, I keep doing that. Angel Garza, the world's worst Lothario. Uh, you know, why? You, hey, look. I know Miz is a, a, a goofball comedy character here, but you still gave this guy the money in the bank briefcase only to have him go out there and get embarrassed by Drew. And then even worse than that, though, is John Morrison, who's like oblivious to Miz just getting headbutted. And like, come on, buddy, let's do our Scottish accent together. And he gets elbowed in the face. And I just look at John Morrison and it's like, why aren't John Morrison and Matt Riddle feuding on the undercard with something awesome? Why? What did Ali do that was so bad that he's got to be saddled with this group that gets embarrassed and then a lot later on has got to cut a redemption promo about his his retribution? It's just it's crazy. And again, Alexa Bliss, the things with Randy Orton and all that stuff. It's you know, there's a lot of this. I and one thing I we we didn't mention it last week, and I should have because it stood out to me that. They gave Jordan a cryon last week with his entire name when he went out there with AJ Styles. But you'll notice AJ Styles, I don't think, ever mentioned his name. No, he doesn't once. have a name anymore. He's and the associate. Well, that's the thing. And he didn't mention it at all last week. And that was like sent up the, 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 
the Spidey sense is tingling that, hey, he's not going to have a name for much longer. And then this week he comes out there and now he's just, I guess, capital T, capital A, the associate. And he's probably got a life of Mr. Hughes coming to him, at least for a short period of time. This person here says it's so bizarre to see Adam Pierce and Pat Buck out of nowhere acting as GMs of Raw and SmackDown. This is what happens when you don't have actual authority figures on these main roster shows, even if they're played out for years. I think it's so funny that, okay, as a fan, I now accept that Adam Pierce is like the unofficial GM of Raw and SmackDown because that's what he's been doing for a few months now. Great. What is up with Pat Buck? <laughs> like, they, they go to the ring. And it's Adam Pierce and Pat Buck. Pat Buck stands there and never says a word. Why was he even out there? Like, he did. I don't care. No, he didn't. What did yes, he say? He did. Yeah, Adam because... Pierce did all the talking. No, Pierce spoke first, and then Buck said Buck did say one thing, and that was it. And the whole time he was saying, I can't remember what he said. I just kept remembering getting beat up by by Nia Jax, but that was it. But yeah, he did. He did say one thing, but it was relatively insignificant. All right. Well, that's the point. It was insignificant. Why didn't Adam Pierce say that? I don't understand why Pat Buck is even out. Nothing against the guy. God bless the guy. Well, come but on. I mean, why do we need a second GM things. that never says anything or does anything? But Brian, that's the problem with them looking at everybody as if they're interchangeable objects, where it's like all the referees are interchangeable now. That we don't know if it's Jimmy Corderas or this person or that person because now they're just all nameless, faceless people, and they do the same thing with the the backstage announcers. The half the time they don't give them cryons to let them know who they are, and then with with this staff. We knew that before Vince McMahon had Sergeant Slaughter, he had uh, Briscoe, he had Patterson, he had this person, he had that person. We knew who the people were. Let us know. I mean, we, we know Adam Pierce is a guy because Vince has, you know, coronated him as a guy on SmackDown when he sent him into the funhouse. We know Adam C Pierce is an authority figure. Who are Pierce's disciples? Where is Pat Buck? Who is Jamie? Where's Jamie Noble? Let's actually get these people straight. And I know it's a small thing, but those small things add up. And when things are horrible, your big things are terrible, those small things are just like, you know, even bigger spikes that are laid on the ground as you're trying to dodge all these other things. When you clean up all those small things, it starts to help the order of all the other bigger things. You can still miss and whiff on a guy. You can still miss and whiff on an angle or a feud or something like that like that but when all your other stuff actually has some sense and everything that's when you miss you have a little bit of a cushion to fall on that's where new japan is successful that's where AEW is successful that's where a lot of groups because they build this faith up with their fan base and their fans know that they're not being crapped on and the stuff that they're watching is actually important and might mean something later on so survivor series we've got three matches four matches and they are all Champion versus champion matches. And they are all heel versus heel or babyface versus babyface. We have got Randy Orton versus Roman Reigns, two heels battling. We have got Bobby Lashley versus Sami Zayn, two heels battling. We have Asuka versus Sasha Banks, two babyfaces, who, by the way, we've seen wrestle a million times. but And Street Profits will be facing the New Day, two babyface teams. That is the lineup at this point for Survivor Series. Thank God there's no actual real fans in the building because I can't imagine how they are or are not going to get behind a Roman Reigns-Randy Orton match or Bobby Lashley versus Sami Zayn. Mm. And granted, they can change any of these titles prior to then, so 
you know, Daniel Bryan could meet Sami Zayn, and then we got Daniel Bryan and Bobby Lashley, which would be a far superior match in terms of actual crowd reactions. I mean, Sami Zayn's a great worker, but it's heel versus heel. I guess technically Bobby Lashley's kind of a babyface now, but that's the lineup for Survivor Series, everybody. How about uh, how about Naomi joining the Hurt Business to be the one that lay waste to Mia Yim? Well, I mean, there's there's plenty of things that you could do, but I don't expect them to do much different between now and Survivor Series. Mm. I could be wrong. Why is Mia Yim even in retribution, this person asks. I have no idea. They need somebody to have a seizure to distract people during the match. That was her role last night. NXT, this person says, not involved in the draft. NXT, barely involved in the Rumble. NXT, definitely not involved in Survivor Series. Good. By the way, after they won last year. They actually won Survivor Series last year. Stop this year, they're not even this. in it. Stop lamenting this, people. With the way things are going right now, do you want to see anybody there? The last thing I want to see is anybody in NXT. I've seen people in NXT on the main roster right now. One of them is Keith Lee. No, thank you. I'm good with this. Let them do whatever it is that they're doing. Let NXT concentrate on itself. Let the two things not meet. Come on. This person here says, Retribution done, dead, buried. Doing them versus the Hurt Business again in a four versus four elimination match three weeks before Survivor Series was the most ridiculous thing that they could possibly do. Vince really doesn't care that he killed five NXT talents with the snap of his fingers. Have you watched the show? Name an NXT talent that he hasn't killed. I guess I guess we got Asuka and McIntyre and Charlotte, right? I guess. I guess Roman Reigns. So has there been anybody since Drew McIntyre got called up that they have not killed? Pop quiz for everybody. Is there anybody since Drew McIntyre that they've called up from NXT that they have not killed? Can I add a caveat to that? Maybe he hasn't killed them, but if they're sitting on life support right now. Because, look, Matt Riddle technically is not dead. But, you know, you see the conveyor belt's going. All right, what's this person have to say? Retribution, such big geeks that Slapjack needed assistance from Mia Yim to eliminate MVP with a cradle, and T-Bar had to get sacrificed for them to get rid of the unbeatable Bobby Lashley by double count out. Yes, that happened. They have, I, I, look, here's the one thing, because I'm a Bobby Lashley fan, and I think he you have to be careful with Lashley because of his promo skills and things like that. His last couple of years, because of the way things have gone, they have kept him, protected him pretty well. You know, the the days of Sami Zayn and the sisters and all that stuff, which unfortunately got brought up yesterday, they've done a really good job in the last, let's say, 18 months or so, whatever it's been. He rarely loses. He's rarely in a position of weakness. And they did get him MVP. I love that group. I think they're awesome together. I think they need to cool it with beating up people backstage. That you can have them be tweeners and not do that sort of thing. You have enough, you know, pricks in that organization. The hurt business should be about business. They don't have to be nice guys, but they should be about business. And that's been one of the things they've been able to do is keep Lashley in a, a really good position. I love Bobby Lashley, but you do realize that he headlined WrestleMania in 2008. Oh, look, that look, two things can be true, Brian. Not only can, are they can they be protecting him, but they also cannot build up other guys to take his place, which is one of the biggest problems all up and down that roster, obviously.
This person here says, some of us are replying to the original question, not the one where Brian moved the goalposts halfway through the conversation. Which one is that? What did I move the goalposts on? Asking who got called up from NXT that wasn't buried, and we've we've ended at Drew McIntyre a couple of years ago. What are we talking about here? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know with you. It could be a lot of things where you move goalposts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this person notes we had Balor, but then he went back to NXT. Smart man. Yes. They haven't killed the Street Profits yet. Ah, street. Yes, this person got the Street Profits. Okay, well, we got that one. All right, so the Street Profits so far have been well protected, so I guess that's the most recent. They have not destroyed. Should mention that we have got a Kenny Omega super heavy megaweight title coming up. Oh. Triple Mania in December, he'll be defending against Laredo Kid. Back in a moment with more of Super Live. Hello and welcome back to the Ronnie Deutsch Tax Program. On the line is Paul from California. Hi, Paul. What's your tax problem today? Hi, Ronnie. Love your show. Listen, I've got a big problem. You see, my paycheck was garnished last week, and I'm only getting half the normal amount. To make matters worse, the IRS froze my bank account. Listen, I'm embarrassed and scared. I need some help. Listen, Paul, you don't need to feel embarrassed. You just need some tax help. And the great news is the IRS has some unbelievable programs that can eliminate your tax tax debt so you don't have to worry about having your paycheck garnished or your bank levied. Doesn't that sound great? It sure does, Ronnie. Then do yourself a huge favor and get a free consultation right now and tell them the tax lady sent you. 855-715-5721-855-715-5721-855-715-5721. That's 855-715-5721. Are you 60-plus and love to travel? Introducing the Senior Travel Discount Network, brought to you by Low-Cost Airlines. Call us anytime, day or night, and save up to 75% on your airline and hotel reservations. We can help you save a ton of money to fly almost anywhere. We have inside discounts on over 500 airlines and 500,000 hotels worldwide. And when you call and mention the discount code 60PLUS, we'll give you an extra free night with your qualified air and hotel reservation. Now you can get the best prices on air and hotel reservations with your phone. We make it easy and fast for you to save money and book a trip. Remember, call the Senior Travel Discount Network. Mention the discount code 60 plus for your free hotel night with your qualified reservation. Call now. 800-493-6118. 800-493-6118. That's 800-493-6118. We are the Debt Destroyer Network. Any debt you have, credit card, tax, student loan debt, call now for free information that helps you destroy your debt. It's great advice. Plus, when you make this free call now, we have debt destroyer experts ready to help. They can show you how to destroy your debt and get your life back on track. Debt problems don't have to be overwhelming. You can live stress-free and debt-free. Credit cards, medical bills, IRS tax problems, even student loan debt. 
Learn about free programs offered by the credit card companies, hospitals, and even the government that can help slash your debt. Call the Debt Destroyer now for free information. Call now. 877-360-0402. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also WrestlingObserver.com. Raw ratings will be available on my Twitter any moment now. I predict they'll be pretty much what they've been recently, 1.8 million, somewhere around there. Probably not too much higher, probably not too much lower. We're in just kind of settling in right here, I believe, at this number. But let's talk about what's important, everybody. Tonight, Brian and Vinny and Granny and Craig show, only for subscribers at WrestlingObserver.com. We've got a very, very busy show. We got a retro invasion that we're going to be talking about. But actually, off the top of my head, I have absolutely no idea what the show is this week. Because nobody is, has alerted anybody. July 25, 2001 Raw. Because I am a professional. Mm. So we're going to be watching the July 25, 2001 Raw. We will also be watching Steve Austin versus Chris Benoit versus Chris Jericho in the main event of King of the Ring. And... Kurt Angle versus Shane McMahon from that King of the Ring, where Kurt Angle accidentally almost killed Shane McMahon. Absolutely brutal match. Greatest suplex ever. So we are going to review those two tonight. We've also got, first time in a long time, Halloween Song Contest. We'll be playing a bunch of songs created by our loyal listeners. That'll be during the Granny segment. She'll do a wrestling report. It's going to be a very, very packed show tonight. So you can look forward to that only for subscribers at WrestlingObserver.com. And that's it, everybody. We are out of here. I want to thank Mike, as always, callers and listeners, everybody in the studio. We'll talk to you again next time, Wrestling Observer Live.